this is Adam Gorney, the National Recruiting Director at Rivals.com, here with James Sackville, who runs Athletes in Recruitment Air. Uh, it's an app. Very interesting take on rec the recruiting process, the connection between coaches and families and recruits. And and James, better than, than me, who is very novice at this, kind of discuss, you know, kind of break it down exactly what this is. And I love the the comparison of this is LinkedIn meets Tinder. Yeah, I mean, you pretty much explained it. I mean, Air combines the concept of LinkedIn and Tinder, but specifically for college recruiting. So a student athlete can create their own athletic resume, promote themselves to relevant college coaches, compare themselves with their peers, swipe left and or right on a university based on their specific wants and needs. And then college coaches can go and do the same thing. So they can sort, filter and swipe on a prospective student athlete based on their specific wants and needs and essentially, you know, build their own player, whether it's a physical trait, academic location, how fast you run, how high you jump, you name it, they can essentially do that. And then we also have a third user, uh, which is the liaison, so, which you mentioned. So the high school coach, the private trainer, recruiting service, parent, guardian, et cetera, someone that acts as that third party and or intermediary between the athlete and the coach. So that's that's the genesis of what we've built thus far in the first five months. Now, I know uh, I know LinkedIn well. I've begged for jobs on LinkedIn. Tinder, I'll never admit to my wife that I've ever seen it and know nothing about it. But <laughs> um, yeah. how, how, how does this work in terms of players? Do Is it really a player goes and says, I want to play in the Midwest. I'm an offensive lineman. I do these things and these are the schools that I like. Um, come, come and find me or I find you. Here's my huddle here's my highlight tape kind of break that down and then I, I think from the coaching side it's I'm looking for offensive linemen who are six five and taller I'm looking for guys under 300 pounds what, whatever it would be how does that kind of work in terms of, of that yeah so there's a verification system so every athlete can upload their own information their liaisons whether it's the high school coach private trainer can actually go in and verify that piece of information and upload a piece of film to prove it so, you know, how often do you hear of a kid and he says he's 600, 200, 200 pounds and runs a 4.5 and he's really 5.9 and a half, a buck 75 and runs a 4.8 on a good day? I mean, it happens all the time, right? So what we have the ability to do is the athlete can upload a piece of film. So it's, you know, me standing here behind the wall and it says that I'm 6.4 or if I stood on a scale and it said I was 200 pounds or you could go watch the film that says, okay, he runs a 4.5. Uh, and yeah. the college coach can make that decision with their own two eyes. College coaches aren't stupid. So we're giving them the ability to make that decision rather than just read numbers on a screen. Uh, and then from a, from a validation standpoint, recruiting is a relationship business, which I'm sure you and your viewers are aware of. So if you're a private trainer, or a high school coach, and you're blatantly lying about, you know, the physical, tr physical traits of one of your athletes, and that, you know, that it turns out to be a lie, then that's not going to end well for you um, in this business. So that's the, that's the genesis of how we've built it. And then on the coaching side, you, you're correct, you know. A coach might look for, they're looking for only kids to recruit in California or maybe the only the state of Georgia or maybe, you know, even just a specific city or, you know, it's a physical trait maybe, you know, where I don't, maybe the University of Alabama only wants offensive linemen that are six foot four and above. doesn't matter if right. you're the best in the country, but if you're six foot two, you're not going to play here, for example. Right. Like, I, I, I don't know the preferences of the schools, but we give them the choice uh, to do so. And that's, that's how we've done it. And then, you know, how it interlocks is you've got to, you know, the timeline looks very similar to that of your LinkedIn or your Twitter, minus all the fluff that happens on Twitter. 
Uh, and then you've also got the, you know, the pure matchmaking ability of, of what a dating app would look like. So, you know, what's, there's no, there's no purer way to, to evaluate matchmaking than, you know, a simple swipe left or a simple swipe right. It's a, sure. it's a tried, tried and true process that now has worked for the better part of a decade. Uh, and, you know, as a society, we've hit maturity in that standpoint where we just understand what swipe left and swipe right means. Um, and it's not really that novel anymore. It's just part of society. So that's, you know, I think the market effects have really timed up quite nicely. Certainly the tried has, <laughs> is definitely well adopted, I'm sure. But um, yeah. let's, let's talk about adoption here. Um, it seems like sort of a win-win. Uh, players get to expose themselves to coaches and their, all of their abilities. Coaches get to see players um, and all of their abilities and what they want and not necessarily what they don't want and, and those kinds of things. How has this been accepted, even though it's sort of a new to new to the market? Yeah, sixty thousand users in the first five months in football alone. Um, so I would consider that pretty good market adoption sure. Um, sure. in the first five months. We're very much on track to hit a hundred thousand um, by the end of the year, by New Year's Eve, uh, which will be great. Which you know, that's ten percent of the entirety of college football in in seven months. Um, you know, and we we it's free. So, you know, the zero barrier to entry is, is kind of the best way that I'm, I'm dealing with this. And we've, we've, we've completely gone direct to consumer, I think, is, is the best way of really understanding how and why we've done it is, you know, we're just living in a, in a world where the consumer is king. So we don't need to go sell to a university or sell to a high school program when I can just sell directly to the 15 or 16 year old boy um, and, you know, let them make their own decisions. That's, that's sure. really the, the way in which we've gone about it. What what level of football player do you think this helps the most? I'm, I I could be convinced. I'm not certain that it helps like the five star that everybody knows, but it mm -hmm. but it but it might in a sense that he can say, you know, I these are the I'm interested in your school, and you might not know that. Um, yeah. Does this hurt? Does this help the the lower level Division One kid who's looking for an opportunity that you know might be playing somewhere that he's not getting enough attention and and now this is kind of that idea where where do you kind of see this in terms of who this really benefits yeah i think you hit the nail on the head i mean the five star within just general media you know there are enough media sites including yourselves that are going to hype up a a four star and a five star enough and and build their brand recognition in that front which is what you guys do the best right yeah. uh that's that part is awesome but like you're only helping the elite of the elite kids you know there's only what well, i don't know what 35 stars a year i don't know the exact number yeah like 32 um, we try to mirror the first round of the nfl draft okay so there are 32 yeah. five stars that that's the glorified you know you know big time uh name but there are a million kids playing high school football every year so yeah. like what about everyone else this <laughs> yeah. an overwhelming amount of everyone else relative to the 32 kids the 32 best kids in the country um so that's who i think it helps i mean and that's why we built the liaison part of the equation is, you know, there are so many kids out there that need representation. We have to understand they're still, you know, teenagers and they're not going to have it figured out and they need, they need help in this process. So that's really who we help. I think we help everyone that isn't the four star and the five star. It's not to say that the four star and the five star can't get on. Absolutely. I mean, there are always going to be ways for this to help in any way that you choose. I mean, sending emails or DMs, you know, it doesn't really work. Coaches right. get hundreds and thousands of them. Um, and, you know, you have to do something to win their attention. So we feel as though we've built the way for you to more adequately 
uh, win their attention and also give the coach the opportunity to say, hey, if, like, if I don't like you in the first two or three plays, like, okay, that's we, we live in an instant gratification world. So like make a good first impression. And that's how yeah. we've built it. Uh, for people that don't know, um, you're from Australia. You kicked at SMU. Yeah. Yes, was this was this sort of spawned from this idea that it's so hard to get attention there? If, unless you're a pro kick, pick, pro kick Australia, you're really not getting that much attention. Even still, you might be getting overlooked. How much does this help the overlooked or underappreciated, you know, American high school football player? But also internationally, there's a huge kind of contingent in Europe now coming along. Um, and Australia, how much can that help get exposure for international kids? Tremendously. I think I'm the perfect example. I came through Pro Kick, which is what you mentioned, and I was lucky enough to you know, get a full scholarship despite having never, ever played a snap of college football. So I was incredibly fortunate, and I wouldn't have been able to get here without Pro Kick, but I also felt as though if I was as good as everyone and everyone was telling us we were as, as Australian guys coming over, then I should have been able to choose where I wanted to go, right? Um, and we didn't have that opportunity in pro kick, which they ha they have their process on why they do that and it works for them. But I just felt as though the consumer should be in control pretty much under all circumstances and let the market be the market. Um, and that's, you know, the byproduct of why we've built it. And I thought it was an international issue, moved to America, realized that it was even more prevalent domestically. And I was like, oh, wow, like there's a real problem here. Um, and that's how we've built it. But yeah, there's tremendous, tremendous, um, international application, not just in, in football, but in every sport that's played um, within the NCAA, both male and female athletes. What else do I, what else do people need to, to know about this? How, how, how do you want to kind of see this even get bigger? And like I said, it, it seems like it's helping everyone. It's not really hurting anyone. If coaches don't want to use it, they don't have to. Players don't have to use it. If yeah. they find it very resourceful and helpful, which it Seems like it would be in every instance. They they certainly can use it, and it benefits both the player and the coach. Kind of, where do you kind of see this evolving to and going from here? Yeah, I, where we are expanding into every other sport that is offered within collegiate yeah. athletics, both men's and women's. So that will occur within the next twelve months, uh, and then it's it's a pure resource. You know, if you're a if you're a small business owner uh, and you offer any product and or service. Where your target demographic is the is the youth athlete or the family of the of the young athlete, air is a warm lead for you. You know, every single athlete that's gotten on air has already indicated that they're interested in pursuing the next level. So they're more willing to do whatever it takes to get there, and probably put their dollars behind it as well. Uh, and that's that's the beautiful thing about what we've built is it's pure network effects. You know, if you're a private trainer in, in I'm in Dallas, so if you're a pure private trainer in the local DFW area and you're looking for more kids to train, then like, you know, you know that every single kid on air is looking to get better. So like, yeah. it's probably a pretty, pretty warm, you know, ground for you to go find your next client. Yeah. Uh, and it's, you know, there's, there's so much, there's so much that is there to offer, not only from domestically, but internationally. And, and as we expand the, the real you know, it's a, it's the it'll be the true you know sports network and sports community. So that's that's the genesis of of what we've built, and it takes the fluff out. You know, like that's it, we're we're giving the power back to the athlete under all circumstances. I think that a lot of you know companies in sports technology probably built it for the coach first, and and that that that's awesome. But we've built it with the athlete first in mind. You know, coach co coaches didn't want to get on Twitter. You know, and then they realized that all the kids were on Twitter and they're like, oh, I have no choice now, right. you know, so right. ours is the 
ours is the similar model. Now we have over a thousand coaches on the platform and they're loving it, but I mean, there's always going to be early adopters until it hits maturity. So that's kind of where we're, where we're heading at the moment. In terms, and this is sort of the last topic that I want to talk, which, which could certainly be a big benefit is NIL. And, and that is becoming so prevalent in college football. We've seen million dollar deals for guys that haven't even you know played games yet. And um, exposure and social media presence is a huge part of, of the NIL money. And it's not even at the biggest schools. I mean, some of the small schools and some examples I've seen and you've shown are guys that just have major social media followings for one reason or another, whether it's yeah. I'm interested in hunting and hunters follow me, or I'm interested in following NASCAR and NASCAR people follow me or whatever it is. How does this benefit that? And like you said, it's it's a place for businesses, for anybody to go to say, this is someone I want representing my brand and I'll give them money to do it. Yeah, I think the, you hit, the digital part of this whole NIL equation is by, by far the most important part. I mean, for example, we work with an athlete named John Seaton, who is a redshirt freshman at Elon University. He's a walk-on at an FCS program. And at the time, he played zero snaps. Zero. Hadn't played a single snap of college football, but he has 1.5 million followers on TikTok. So, you know, reach and attention is the hardest thing to acquire in today's day and age. And regardless of his ability on the field, he has significant reach off the field. So, like, it makes a lot of sense. You also see some of the big, you know, who are the two leaders in the in the Heisman running this year? And they're probably both benched at the moment. So, yeah. you know, it, it's not about your on-field performance, NIL. That's not what this is. It's about your ability to reach the consumer to sell whatever good or service it might be. And that's what that's what gets brands really excited. So for us, I mean, it's inevitable that high school NIL is going to become a reality. We, we don't know, we don't know when that time is going to be, but it's it's not a matter of if but when. Right. Um and for us, I mean, we have the volume, we have the the attention of the consumer. So, you know, we have a we have an opportunity there to 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 you know provide a whole lot of opportunity to all of those athletes. And then from our marketing strategy perspective, I mean, who's better to talk about air than every single kid in the country as that's a college athlete that had their own recruiting story, whatever it was, whether you're a walk-on or whether you're a five-star, everyone has a story about their recruiting process. So pretty easy to to talk about it, your own personal experience. Excellent. James, thank you for joining me. This is James Sackville from AIR. I'm Adam Gorney for Rivals.com.